Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing a, like, a, I think a pretty forgotten film from 2006, Penelope, directed by Mark Polanski, no relation to the other guy. And uh, <laughs> the other guy <laughs> <laughs> written by Leslie Coveney, Caveney, anyway, uh, starring Christina Ricci, James McAvoy, Catherine O'Hara, Peter Dinklage, Richard E. Grant, Reese Witherspoon, who also executive produced and uh, a lot of other people. Lot Russell of people Brand is in it. Russell Brand is in it. Nick Frost is in it. There's it's a, a pretty stacked cast. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of, lot of, and you know, it's like a also partially a British production. So there's a lot of like, since Kyle knows the British actors better, he was like, oh, I know this person from this obscure British show, and blah 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 blah. I called, I called Kyle like my year. My European correspondent. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the intel. It's funny because, like, the director also worked on Armageddon and Pearl Harbor. And this is, like, such a different <laughs> such a different vehicle. Yeah, he also, like... He did um, uh, the Amityville Horror. I don't know why I can't talk right now. Um, it's just funny because this is such a cute... It's such a cute movie. Um yeah, he both the director and the writer have a lot of like unreleased projects, which I think are more interesting than the stuff that they actually made. Like, um, Polanski has like a an unreleased project that was supposed to be called Iron Jack, and it was like in the 1930s, and like it was about like legendary treasure and like all of that stuff, and it never got made. And the writer was actually the screenwriter on a Pixar film that has yet to be released called Newt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember what happened Newt. with Newt. Because I remember, like... I don't remember hearing the promo f- or, or seeing the promo for that, but I'm looking I it remember up right seeing now. some promotional images for Newt, and then it just never came out, and I never fig- could figure out what happened with it. Yeah, Newt Pixar... I don't know if it was just a situation where Rango came out and they were just like, oh, this design is too similar. I'm wondering if it might have been that because like a Newt and Rango, Rango was like a lizard. Yeah, it de- I mean, Newt definitely looks similar to a lizard. I'm looking at photos now. Um, so maybe they were just very like... cute. And William Shatner was one of the voices. Oh, my God. Which, amazing. Um yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm you know honestly, even if it wasn't like a Pixar movie that I think looks cute, I'm always just interested in people's unreleased projects. You know, yeah, because I mean, when you work in Hollywood, there there's a graveyard of, of yeah. scripts, and then and then if you actually get it past like the first stage of development, there's like still a graveyard of you know uh, pilots and unreleased projects and things that people poured all of their sweat and tears and blood into and i'm like i want to see it almost more now (laughs) yeah no i definitely want to see it um it's really interesting that that reese witherspoon produced this because she's not in it that much in the times that she is in it like she's fucking great but she produced it her her production company is called type a films because you know people 
apparently call her type a surprising not at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's i i actually really really relate well type a films really hasn't made that many movies they've made legally blonde legally blonde Two, penelope four christmases and legally blonde that thing where there's two of them what Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah there is a movie that's called Legally Blondes about like some other blondes that aren't some Reese. Other, yeah. And like, who cares? They're not Reese. Yeah. I'd love to see if she's going to like do anything else. Like, I wonder if it's just that. Like, yeah, it's now her two younger cousins. I never watched that one. Did you? No. <laughs> this would be like watching Mean Girls, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> there's no romantic um there's no romantic component at least in the description, so we're oh, safe. Oh, we're safe no. from we it. Don't have to. <clears throat> we're going to have to do four Christmases at some point. We could do that this Christmas, I mean. Sure. I mean, we could do it for July Christmas in July. <laughs> Christmas in July. <laughs> so, this movie is it's got a very like complicated backstory. To explain, like, I'm just going to look at the Wikipedia because even I can I can describe the curse. Okay, yeah. Describe the curse. Yeah. So um, I was texting AJ during this and I had to describe the curse to him. So it's very fresh in my my head. Okay. So um, Christina Ricci's great, great grandpa uh, fell in love with a servant and she is from a rich lineage Um, and he wanted to marry her. But when he brought it up to the family, they all laughed at him. And instead of standing up for her or doing what he wanted, he basically betrayed her and married another rich woman. And the servant woman was so depressed that she threw herself off a cliff. Um, Very unfortunate. Yes, very unfortunate. And then her mother... Who was a witch. Her mother was a witch... Um, decided that she wanted to cast a spell on Christina Ricci's great-great-grandpa um, so that he would witness family feeling the same humiliation that she witnessed her daughter feel. Same humiliation and loneliness. So the curse <laughs> was that <laughs> the firstborn girl, like the next girl to be born um, of his bloodline, would have the face of a pig. And the curse would only be broken if she married another rich person and loved them. <laughs> Which is like, wow, there's so much going on there. First of all, why are you doing this to a daughter? Why can't you do it to him? Like, yeah, why not just do it? Why to don't you just directly man. punish him instead of waiting until he gives birth to a daughter? Needless to say, he gives birth to a daughter. He, he yeah, <laughs> until a daughter comes out of him. Yeah. Um, needless to say, uh, him and his wife only have sons, the next few generations only have sons. And then finally, the first daughter is born, but it turns out that the woman had cheated on the grandpa of, of Christina Ricci or whatever. Needless to say, Christina Ricci ends up being the first girl born generations after the curse. And she is born with the face of a pig. And um, that is that is how she got where she is. And her mother, Catherine O'Hara, is like very obsessed with breaking the curse. She is... She wants to find Christina Ricci, a rich guy that will love her or at least marry her long enough for the curse to go away. Because, well, like, the language that's used is one of your own kind, which could mean any like number incest? of things. Like, but whites? Like, what like, are you talking? Yeah, I thought, like, I, I mean, if it was white, it could also have just been white people, but they just decided has to be blue-blooded and 
a very specific like class and location. Yeah. Um, and and her dad's Richard E. Grant, and he's like, it's weird because her dad is like, at least in the way that the movie shows it, he's way more blunt about the situation, and he's like a little insensitive, I guess, when she's a child. But he also doesn't obsess over it the way that her mom does. Like, her mom's like, I love you so much, but also, like, very much makes her feel otherized. Whereas her dad's just like, <laughs> like yeah, he doesn't he's really kind of just like, shit. he's like very straight up with people. Like, oh yeah, my daughter has like a pig face. And the mom's like, shh. And I'm like, I don't know. I think his tactic is better. Yeah. I mean, the, neither of them, <laughs> both of them like make her feel like shit, which makes me angry. Yeah, it's a very weird thing because Christina Ricci is Christina Ricci. Like, yeah, can we just can we talk about that? Beautiful, adorable, like built like a little porcelain doll. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like it's so like when she wears dresses, I just made me realize how tiny her waist was, and it was driving me insane. Like, I was just like, "What are you? Yeah, how are you? Like, are you carved?" Yeah, yeah. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. Like, like, and the nose means nothing. She's still incredibly beautiful. Oh, yeah, the nose, yeah. Like, this is something, like, the whole time I was like, she's so cute. Like, with this nose that's supposed to make her whatever, like, I'm like, she still looks better than most people. Like, she looks amazing. Like, she has a blowout. She has perfect brows. She's Christina Ricci with, like, a nose. And everybody's freaking out. I don't get it. Um, Like... I even made an Instagram poll, and at this point, the Instagram poll, let me pull up the results. This is very important democracy in action. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm looking looking at Christina Ricci's Wikipedia page, and apparently she was... 83% of the people who voted in the poll think that uh, Christina Ricci can still get it. 17% are taken out by the prosthetics. I think, yeah. Kyle and I both agreed that she could still get it. Yeah, so did so did AJ and I. We were like, she's Christina Ricci. Like, come on. Like Okay, so apparently Christina Ricci was briefly engaged to alt-right comedian Owen Benjamin. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, how can we even talk about the movie now? Like that's I, like that's so and it's weird. I mean, I know that he's only been like this like recently, so it was I think it was like definitely like while before they were, he while completely they were together, lost I don't it. think that he was like this. I yeah. think that he became like this with time. Yeah, like he married uh Amy Smith in 2015, so I think he's really only like I mean, I think it was around 2014, 2015 that he really started to like. Yeah, and they and they were engaged back in 2009, like a couple years. Yeah, after yeah. Movie. So I'm sure he was just like another annoying comedian at that point. Yeah, just another. Which is still not good enough for Christina Ricci, but I also, mean, what are you doing, not. girl? Like, I don't know. What? Like, I just, I, I want to know if she. If people ask her about him and she's just like, please stop it. Like, yeah. like the whole like Topher Grace briefly dating Ivanka Trump thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we've all had bad taste, but most of us are in the public eye and, you know, our exes don't become like famous hate figures. I just, you know, wow. Uh, that is like I mean, another she level. Is, she is happily married now with a child. So I'm sure that she's doing great. I wish that she was still in movies because she's great in this movie and she's great in like every movie she's that great she's been in. She's everything. And she's she has so range. She, this is Wednesday Adams. Like, yeah, I mean, she's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, she's so 
she does a fantastic job in this movie. Um, Cause I mean, the premise is obviously very absurd. It's very like fantasy and it's, it has that feel. It's like very like lemony snicket in the sense that it's like, this is vaguely like British, but we don't know where it is. And like, <laughs> and there's kind of magic. Um, it has that aesthetic. Um, but she, I mean, the thing with this movie is like, there's so many good actors in it. Yeah. It really helps. Like if this was, if the same plot and honestly, a lot of the same writing was done with bad actors or even just newer actors, um, it would be, it would feel as corny as it really is. Oh my God. This came out the same year as Black Snake Moan, you know, the movie where she's chained to the radiator while like uh, Samuel Jackson tries to sell, uh, like to save her soul. Oh yeah. Have you never, have you watched Black Snake Moan? No, Mom? I haven't. No. It's, she really is changed to that radiator. Like it was like I know that that's that's the selling point, but I was like, no, they're actual change. Wow, okay. It's just like a lot of like she's like a hoe, and Samuel Jackson wants to like save her from hoedom. Which it's like, okay, give her money. Which is like, just like... <laughs> there's just, so much like to unpack such, there. That's like, just like such a whiplash. Just the fact that these came out the same year, this nice little movie, and also Black Snake Yeah, Mode. and this one, she's like playing a very sheltered, like, very childlike woman. Like, like she's like in this. her 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Jordan was just showing me the Black Snake I actually, Mode I think I remember, I think poster. I watched both of these at around the same time. Yeah, no, because she feels, I mean, her character is much more childlike because her character is so sheltered. So even though her character is an adult, she's like very like, like she wears dresses and has a swing in her room and her parents are hovery. And she seems like she's playing a teenager. Yeah, she feels like she's playing a teenager for sure. And like Christina Ricci, like looks super young. Yeah. Um. So like she totally pulls it off. But yeah, that, but she's supposed to be 25. That whiplash. Yeah. I mean, she goes to a bar in the movie. Um. Uh, she just like her character is just so unexposed to the world. I kind of think that this movie, because I think the problem with this movie, the reason why it's not well remembered is because it's not quite for adults and it's not quite for kids. And I feel like a lot of the issues with it would have been fixed if she was supposed to be 17. I agree because it does feel like rewatching it because I, I, I saw it when it came out. I think I may. Actually, I was working at a movie theater when it came out because I worked at a movie theater when I was in high school. And um, yeah, it's all coming back. I saw it while I was working at the theater and I was like 17 or something. Um, and I remember then, like, I thought it was cute in the sense that a lot of me felt like it was for someone younger than me when I was 17. Yeah. Um, but I also, but I mean, she was supposed to be older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like an interesting, and I think it's because of, honestly, like the very, the fantasy and the lemony schnicket feel, and then the very like cliche, very like, yeah, it's a very cliche message about self-esteem and it's it's sweet and I like it, but it's also like it's not very nuanced and it's not very grown up. Yeah, because I mean the twist is like well, you, what you see is the beginning of the movie is that she has like a lot of suitors, but they they hide her to try to like lure men in, and then they kind of like try to ease them into like looking at her, and they just complete and the men like freak out, and the big joke is is that. They all like 
run through the wi- like they go like breaking. they run through a window because they're so afraid of her. Okay, here's another thing. So we we already talked about how she's cute, but like they like supposedly she's supposed to have the face of a pig, but she doesn't have like pink skin. Like she's a white person, but she doesn't have actual like the scary pink hairy skin of a pig. Like, they could have really gone full pig with her. Yeah. And that would have made it make way more sense. (laughs) Kyle was just like, it would have made sense if she looked like kind of like a Lovecraftian thing. Yeah. But she's just so cute. She's just really cute. Like, she looks cute. Like, it's and 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 like her hair, like she has normal like human hair. And like, I don't know. She just looks like a woman to me. And so it's and, and and like we said, like she's Christina Ricci. So the fact that they would run away, like it's just so over the top. And I mean, obviously, this the premise of the movie is over the top, but it was like I definitely wrote rolled my eyes at the montage of men being like, what a monster. You know, I was like, okay, maybe a few dramatic guys would say something like that afterwards, but they're not going to run through a window. Yeah, and there's this whole thing, uh, like, Catherine O'Hara, the mom, has, like, this whole history with Peter Dinklage, who's, like, I can't, it's weird, he's supposed to be a reporter, but he behaves like a paparazzi, um... Yeah, he's like a mobster paparazzi figure. <laughs> like he has like an eye patch and he's like very shady about getting these photos, but also in a very like mob boss way. Like I feel like paparazzi's like way more just like desperate skeevy and he's like really like <laughs> it's like he's like, Yeah, I've got my headquarters. <laughs> uh yeah, so one of the dudes uh that they thought was gonna really want her played by Simon Woods, like who like looks like wealth and i mean that as an insult oh yeah no for sure (laughs) um he (laughs) he like freaks out and like he goes to the police to to report her and he keeps on saying that she has like fangs and like all of this stuff and like that she's like a monster and then when people are just like could you stop he's just like you don't know her like i do and it's like no, you knew a perfectly nice person that you're overreacting to because you suck. Like, it's very, I don't know, it's really weird because even, like, the most, like, snobby people are just like, when are you going to shut the fuck up? Yeah, they're like, why are you so obsessed with this woman? It's not like she's trying to be with you. Like, you met her and you freaked out. He, Yeah, he just, he's so angry that she exists. I mean, honestly, he feels to me like this movie's version of, like, the men who, like, like just like troll women and like are obsessed with them um oh yeah and are like i'm so mad that i don't want to have sex with you and you're horrible and you shouldn't exist like he has very much that vibe except this movie is like i don't know when it's supposed to be said it feels like it's, it's very confusing about what time it's set in yeah i'm not sure what time period we're supposed to be in but um yeah he he's like the just like fantasy real life version of that dude um, in this movie and he's just like oh I hate her and it's like okay work out your so shit. So there's this whole thing where uh, they what's the plan with James McAvoy? It's very unclear to me because it's like who's supposed to get the money? They're supposed to he's supposed to get in there get a picture of her. So James McAvoy is supposed to um, basically go in and pretend to be one of Penelope's suitors so he can get a photo of her to give um, to um, uh, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, um, and Peter Dinklage is going to get paid a lot. Well, first of all, Peter Dinklage thinks he's going to make a lot of money just from like 
breaking the news of this photo. But he's yeah, also going to get paid off a certain amount by the guy that hates Penelope, by the rich right. guy. So it's like a double thing. And then, of course, he offers James McAvoy money for the gig. So he's just like, you'll like you'll get a certain amount. And then, you know, if we make more, I'll like pay you more. But basically, yeah, Peter Dinklage thinks that he's going to break the photo and it's going to be huge news and he's going to get paid by the scumbag. So James McAvoy is sent in with like this camera that's in his sleeve. And when he lifts his arm, it's supposed to take photos. Um, And he goes in and when he goes in, Penelope has been rejected by so many men. She said seven years I've been watching them run. Yeah. And so she just decides, and I respect her uh, pragmatism here. She just decides, I'm just going to have a bunch of these guys in one room and I'm going to come in and then all of them can leave. And if anyone's left, I'll talk to them. And her mom's all like, oh, like micromanaging, like, oh, like, why? You know, why would you do that? And she's like, because I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, word. So she goes in. Because apparently she's been doing this since she was 18. Imagine. I can't imagine. Like dating online is exhausting enough. Like even when I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she goes in and all the men run out and it's just very over the top. Like I roll, like everybody's so horrified. It's also weird that they're so surprised because they've been warned. And she looks like Christina Ricci. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. Like, it's just. <laughs> like, even if, even if, here's the thing, even if you don't think she's cute with the nose, like, she's still not scary. You know, like, it's like, worst case scenario, you're like, oh, okay, not for me. But they're all so terrified. And then she doesn't see that James McAvoy is still there. So she, like, goes back to her mom and is like, well, they all left. And then they have a camera and they see that he's there. Yeah. And uh, what happens? Uh, They get really excited because they're just like, oh, my God, he's the one. Yeah. So then, like, this basically starts... He's supposed to obviously take photos of her to give to Peter Dinklage. But they, like, have this very flirtatious conversation about books and like it's very obvious that he's like actually connecting to her and she's oh, actually yeah, their flirtation is very cute. They have very good chemistry. Um and he's yeah, they're just like giving each other shit and it's obvious that she doesn't trust him like as she shouldn't because of she's course. been burned so much and he's, you know, there on a gig. So um they have this interaction and then they like make arrangements for him to come meet again. And then he comes to meet up with her again and he's like trying to talk her into going out in public with him. And she's all like, you know, no. And and basically like the movie shows like them hanging out a few times and like really connecting. And it's obvious that she's she's like actually feeling things, but she's having a hard time trusting it because obviously she's had all these men run out of windows. I mean, I can't imagine what kind of trauma that would do to your self-esteem. Yeah, but she's still, I don't know, she's still so optimistic and nice, and she's also just, like, they do this thing where she, she has all these, she's very, like, a classic rich girl, where it's, like, she's read all the books, and she's learned how to play all the instruments, she can sing, and, like, very much like a... Yeah, she can speak multiple languages. Yeah, so she's just, they do this thing, which is supposed to be, you know, partially innuendo, where it's, like, let's find your instrument, and it's, like, maybe the only dick joke in this movie... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then basically it comes to a head in this one scene where um, it's very obvious. So it's very obvious to us, you know, the viewers, you know, we have information that Christina Ricci doesn't. 
that James hasn't taken photos, and if he has, he's not he has not turned them in yet. Um, and so there's this scene where they have like intense sexual tension. It's obvious she wants to kiss him, and he wants to kiss her, and we know that. But he responds by like, um, freaking out and leaving, and then yeah, and also I think his sleeve takes a picture of her. Yes. While he freaks out. Yes, it does. And here's the thing. This goes back to the curse. James McAvoy's character is a uh, working class. His dad was a plumber. He works at a bar. He does odd jobs. So he technically, according to the curse, can't break it because he's not rich enough. And he's that, not, quote, one of her kind. And yeah, that and that's the angst. Because, oh my God, in the worst scene of this movie, she she asks him to marry her and he was like, but what if he doesn't break the curse? And then she says, I'll kill myself. I promise. Which is so horrible. Like, like that is basically like, if I'm not fuckable enough, don't worry. I won't exist. Because God forbid. God forbid a woman exist and not be fuckable to everyone. <laughs> it's such a weird, like, thing to Like, it's kind of, like, jarring. Because it's... It's very jarring. And I just... Also, I like, I think the fact that she added I promise made it extra, extra jarring. It's, yeah, it's just like, and then she says, marry me again. It's just like, yeah, you have nothing to lose. If she's not fuckable, she'll just kill herself, my guy, and you'll still have the, the dowry. And it's just like, it's really that, like, like the, the I feel like that's of, her at rock bottom. For sure. And it's really depressing and I get that the movie goes there because the movie wants to go back to where it ends at. But I mean, we'll get to that. Um, it's very just like exhausting. <laughs> like that dynamic is exhausting. Like the worst thing that could happen is men could think I'm ugly. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so this is the part where he won't marry her. So she goes off on her own. To go and see the world. And she goes to a bar and she drinks beer with the straw, which like almost made me throw up. I don't know why. She has a a scarf over her nose. So that's why she's drinking out of a straw. Yeah, but I just like, I don't know. Like, I understand. I understand that she's trying to cover her nose. But drinking beer through a straw barbaric i hate it yeah no it's pretty rough like at at least like get rosé or something that kind of like works (laughs) with a straw or like a cocktail obviously yeah god that was just so weird i was just trying to imagine just like the texture of beer going through a straw the scene that like the bar scene is fantastic because we get to meet reese witherspoon oh yes and she is everything in this movie she's just like this like little like cutie that like she's like this sassy biker lady yeah she's got like a vespa and she's She's talking about how her ex left her because she didn't he wanted a family, and she's not a white picket, picket fence kind of woman. Oh, my God. Which is really funny to hear Reese Witherspoon say, because she, like, totally is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she definitely is. Like, she's just very... F- but, uh, like, I like... But she totally pulls off the character. She's, like, very fiery. Yeah, I feel like she was like, I'm producing this. I'm going to get to do a cute bit role. And I'm going to be, yeah, I'm this gonna kind of ag- woman that I've never gotten to be. Yeah, she's really playing against type, which I which I appreciate. I appreciate, too, and she totally pulls it off. And she's very much like the no-nonsense, open-minded lady who's like, 
hey, what's your deal, kid? Like when she sees Penelope being weird with her scarf and then they they form one of those friendships of like, you know, the outsiders, which I'm always a sucker for in movies. Um, and like <laughs> Reese Witherspoon makes a joke about like, oh, did you get a bad nose job? Like, is that why you have the scarf? <laughs> <laughs> and Penelope is like, yeah, yeah, that's it. And then Reese Witherspoon starts talking about like how she wants to get work done. Um, and it's obvious like that the movie is trying to plant a seed of like Penelope starting to realize, oh, everyone's unhappy with themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's funny though, because in that, like, I definitely, I mean, I get that she's supposed to have an actual pig's nose, but I am like, man, they have enough money. Couldn't they just get her plastic surgery? Well, they explain that in the beginning that there's something like there's like an artery or something oh. that makes it so that like removing the nose or messing with it in any way will actually like harm her. Health. OK, that makes sense. I yeah. knew there had to be some sort of thing in the curse that I missed. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, these are rich people. <laughs> this yeah, is what they're for. It's so <laughs> like I you can tell that Catherine O'Hara is so upset that she can't just pay to fix this yeah oh absolutely Catherine o'hara does a fantastic job at being like this overbearing mother who you do know loves her daughter but is like very toxic in the way that she expresses her love um yeah i mean so yeah like reese and penelope become friends and then eventually penelope just like she finds out that about peter dinklage wanting photos of her and she like turns herself into him and is like here I have photos of myself. Here I am. And then like all these headlines break that are like the pig woman, you know, but then like she of course becomes like a celebrity. Yeah. Which makes sense. I, I like that the movie does that because that does feel realistic. It does. Yeah, it really does. Um, and then like basically when she's famous, the mom is just like, no, we have to bring you home again. We have to we have to bring you home and we have to make you marry this guy who like throws up every single time. He sees oh, yeah. You. Yeah. So the guy from the beginning of the movie who like wanted to pay for Peter Dinklage to get photos of her ends up coming back because he wants the dowry still and because he wants to look like a good person because now she's like famous. Yeah. Well, his dad is like the public likes her. So we have to like her. And so he's just like, oh, well, I guess my dad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, well, I don't really have a backbone or my own personality. So I'll just carry on the shitty legacy of my father. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really upsetting. Um, and then he has like a weird like conversation with James McAvoy where it's just, I think it's with James McAvoy where he just like, uh, well, you know, I'm giving her what she wants. And do you really want to ruin her happy ending? And it's like such a weird thing. It's like, I'm giving her the best gift, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So James McAvoy confronts him because he's like, you're a scumbag. And you said all these horrible things. And now you're going for her. And um, the rich guy is just like, oh, well, like, what are you going to do? Go for her. And And the thing is that we, the viewers, knew. But, of course, you know Penelope didn't know is James McAvoy did like her but he didn't go for her because he knew he couldn't break the curse and he already had the conflict of interest with taking the photos so he just like felt very conflicted and just like left her alone yeah yeah and so you know we get one of those big scenes that's like oh no is she gonna marry the wrong guy and it's like 
everyone's on the edge of their seats, but it's a movie, so we know that it's not going to happen. And she's like, no. And then she runs out, and Captain O'Hara flips out. I mean, that's all. Captain O'Hara starts at 11 and just stays there the entire time. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, and Catherine O'Hara is like, you know, like, don't you want to break the curse? Like, what's wrong with you? And and then, like, finally, like, Penelope shuts the door and, and Catherine O'Hara is, like, outside of the door. And Penelope's like, I like myself the way I am. Um, And <laughs> then. And that breaks the curse. That breaks the curse <laughs> because one of her own it turns kind into a dove ad. Because, <laughs> like, oh, you just got to love she, yourself. You are one of your own kind. And then, like, Catherine O'Hara very rightly is just like, wow, I could have br- broken the curse years ago if I wasn't. Like, what such if a I just loved mom. you? If I was a good mom. Uh, <laughs> and then there's like these amazing lines where, like, after the curse is broken and Catherine O'Hara. Is like looking at Christina Ricci. She's like, and 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 Richard E. Grant is there, and they're like all hugging as a family. Catherine O'Hara is like, you know, now that the curse is broken, maybe we could just get a little work done on your nose to make it turn up a little, like to, to like almost make it back how it was, but like a tiny bit. And she's like, you know, and then Richard E. Grant's like, what? And like uh, Penelope Penelope stomps off. And Catherine O'Hara is just like, what? Like, I just want her to look her best. This is what mothers do. We talk about how to make our daughters prettier. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's such a read. It's uh, of mother-daughter relationships. Yeah. <laughs> like, that That would be its own podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, what's also funny about this movie, like, funny and sweet, that she not only gets, that Penelope not only gets a happy ending, she gets, like, the happiest ending she could possibly get. Like, she's a, she becomes a teacher, like, she gets James McAvoy, and then they have, like, this ending thing where they're just, like, reading to the kids on, like, this, like, grassy area, and it's just, like, it's beautiful, and it's picturesque, and then even, like, Peter Dinklage shows up, and, like, like takes a picture but this time he's taking a picture because he's in awe of her and he admires her also peter dicklidge gets a line like earlier in the movie before the end where he's just like where there he mentions that like someone's marrying a monster and then everybody's like it's penelope it's like no penelope is marrying a monster and it's like oh yeah understands you know, acceptance for who you are, such and such, such and such a thing. Exactly. You know, this movie made me feel, made me unfortunately think about Three Billboards and the way that everybody treats him like shit in that movie. They treat Peter Dinklage really bad in that movie because <laughs> he's, you know, a, you know, a small person and how he's the only nice person in town. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Three Billboards? No. Wow, I've seen Three Billboards multiple times. And Everyone I- who talked about it hated it, and honestly, I was like, nobody's paying me to see this. <laughs> see, that's why I saw it twice, because I, I hated it the first time, and I thought, but did I really hate it? And then I watched it again, and I was like, I did. And I especially hated the fact that, like, Peter Dinklage is literally the only nice person in town. I mean, it's on <laughs> HBO, so I will watch it eventually, because I have HBO. Um, but I just, like, it, it came out while a lot of other movies that I wanted to see and did see were in theaters, so I was just like... If I see it, I'll see it, but I'm not going to make effort because everyone's like, everyone that I respect hates it. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, 
And it has so many actors I respect in it, too, that I was and, like... And it's like, you don't want to see them do that. But exactly. I mean, Peter yeah. really comes off unscathed, except that, like, it's just like everybody treats him like shit. And it's like, you watch a movie like Penelope, where it's like about accepting you know, people the way that they are. And it just, like, annoys me. It's like, why didn't anybody accept Peter Dinklage the way that he was in Three Billboards? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That really hurt my feelings. I know. And I also just think that he's hot. So I guess... (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I was, like, super obsessed with the ending scene where he does take the photo of her because Sigaros is playing and Peter Dinklage is rowing in a boat with an eye patch. And Cigarose is playing. And I was like, this is my fetish. That was the first time that I had heard them. And I remember, like, it's weird. I didn't remember watching this movie until I started watching it. But I did remember hearing that song and then putting it on a mix CD. Because I was still making those in 2006. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I saw them live a few times. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they put on a pretty wild show. Well, that's good to know. They're like Icelandic, you know, artsy video backgrounds and body pain and all that jazz. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean this movie This movie is perfectly pleasant. Like it's like it's, it's fine. Like it's obviously like <laughs> I mean obviously like we said Christina Ricci is still like super cute and it is exhausting how hard heavy handed it is about like what if you were ugly? <laughs> like it's like okay, uh, <laughs> calm down. Like <laughs> she would actually be fine. Like um, and also the, like people. Yes, there are beauty standards and they're like oppressive and awful. But also like people have more diverse tastes than like this movie would suggest. Um, yeah. But uh, and yeah, like I mean the message is positive and it's like very basic, but. Compared, also to, like, if compared you, to so many of the movies that we, we cover, it's still like a movie and it's cute. Yeah, it is it is an actual movie with a beginning million, million, million end, middle <laughs> end. You know, there are characters, people are trying, you know, even like James McAvoy, which is just so interesting how... Cause you know a lot He's of leading an amazing actor. Yeah, a lot of like leading like pretty boys like kind of are just like I'm here, I'm pretty, but you could like see him trying. Like he was giving a performance like, in this I movie. Know, like nobody talked about the most recent Glass movie, but like James McAvoy really crushed it. Oh, I have not. I have not seen it. Um, he yeah. I mean, the last few things I've seen him in, he's just. I mean, I've never doubted his acting abilities, but I've just been like remembering how good he is. And okay. he he totally delivered. Okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe I might just sit back and watch some watch some James McAvoy. Maybe watch some Becoming Jane again, you know. Yeah. Maybe some Becoming Jane. Uh sure. Yeah. What <laughs> should we what should we suggest um our sweet lovely listeners? Can we think of any like fairy tale like? What about like Ever After? I love Ever After. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And then that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't tell if you're casting shade or if you're just like I don't remember that movie. <laughs> I remember that um, Drew Barrymore was very hot in it. That's what I remember. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Watch. Uh, <laughs> watch Ever After. Yeah. Just do it. Watch it. Um, yeah. And, you know, take care of yourselves. Make sure to drink extra water because it's hot out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember to put sunscreen on your face after you cleanse and moisturize. Yes. Put it on your ears, too, because yeah. they can still burn. Yeah. 
And um, remember that you are actually the one who can break your own curse. <laughs> Aww. Aww. That's so sweet. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye. Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Yeah, back it up.